So a few years ago, I found myself in a weird place of not really knowing what to do or, or how to react to what was going on in life and, and situations. And I, and I found myself meeting with a therapist as I was kind of wrestling with some internal stuff. And as we began to discuss my life and everything going on, there became this realization that so much of what was going on in my current reality, in my current situation, was because of things that had been unaddressed in my past. And the, the illustration that I began to really cling to is one of being in a hot air balloon and you're wanting to go and to, to soar to new heights. You're wanting to go see the beauty of, the, of God's creation, yet you find yourself tethered to where you are. You, can't, you can only go to a certain extent because there's a rope holding you down. And, and so for that year and moving forward in my life there has become a phrase that I have clung to as kind of my go-to phrase which is release the tether and it's the idea of releasing the tether of past hurts and fears it's the releasing the tethers of the ways of this world it's releasing those things that bind us to this world so that we cannot soar and be who God has created and is calling us to be Release the tether of hate and anxiety, worry and fear. Release the tether of past hurts so that healing may occur. Release the tether to soar and to be the person that God is calling you to be. And in Matthew chapter 5, we, we hear Jesus begin the Sermon on the Mount and we hear Him discussing this call to be the salt and the light of the world. We hear Him listing the Beatitudes. Blessed are the meek, the poor in spirit, those who mourn, those who hunger, the merciful, those that are pure in heart. Blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are those who are persecuted for the sake of the righteousness of their own of theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile and persecute you. And, and see, Jesus continually is going on and saying things that seem countercultural. And he, as he says, go and be the light and the salt in this earth. Don't let the world trample you. Don't lose your saltiness, but be who I'm creating you to be. Go forth, and he goes on and says, to fulfill the law. Don't pick and choose the bits and pieces that you want, but fulfill the total of it and he goes and he starts talking about anger the root of much sin in our lives and and he talks about he starts off talking about anger by saying you have heard it said that you shall not murder but he points out that what drives us to the action is the emotion of anger the real issue at hand and in Matthew chapter 5, verses 23 and 24, he gets to his, what I've come to adopt as the release the tether moment. Because he, he starts talking about how we can become so consumed with fire, but he says in verse 23, beginning there, it says, When you are offering your gift at the altar, 
If you remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go first and be reconciled to your brother or sister and then come and offer your gift. He he says, release that hurt and anger. Release that past aggression. Release what is going on. Lay it at the altar as Christ seeks to fill you with grace and mercy. In order to release some of these things, there's a word that we need to look at today. And the word is forgiveness. And I'm a, I'm a big fan of what C.S. Lewis says about forgiveness because it's so rain, so true in my own heart sometimes. It says, everyone says forgiveness is a lovely idea until they have something to forgive. We all want to receive forgiveness, but giving forgiveness, that's where it gets a little bit more difficult. I, I came across this story about Leonardo da Vinci, and to, and to be completely transparent, I'm not sure if it's true, but it doesn't change the fact that the truth that it shares is beautiful. The story says that da Vinci, when he was painting The Last Supper, that um, he had this fellow artist that he was having issues with and qualms with that he had kind of villainized and he painted his face as the face of Judas. And then when it came time to paint Jesus in the Last Supper that he was unable to do so. But then it was not until he realized that he had to go and correct the face of Judas that he could truly paint Christ. He he had become so overwhelmed and overcome with his bitterness and his anger and his frustration and his malice towards this person that he was unable to remember Christ. He was unable to see God's face. He was unable to see God. And I think we can hear this and we need to hear this that sometimes we have become just like da Vinci and we are so overwhelmed with our bitter and anger and our hostility of, of clinging to our past and our hurts and our shame and our guilt that we're unable to see Christ and we cannot be the masterpiece that God is calling us to be because we cannot forgive. We, we can't be released from our past unless we are willing to release the tether and be the ones that first release our past. We can't be released from our past until we are willing to release our past. Let it go. Move on. And now you may be saying already, you don't know what they did to me or, or they lied about me over and over again. You, you can't imagine the stuff that I've been through. You, if you only knew what they had done to me and my family, you'd be angry too. They deserve to suffer like they've made me suffer. I'm, I'm going to make them pay and I will never forgive them. Never! This may be what's going on in your mind. And I would dare say if this is how your mind is operating, then the hurt and the pain is tethering you from being able to soar to the heights that God is calling you to. You're allowing your past to dictate your future as well as you cling to the past. It's kind of like trying to drive forward, but you're continually looking in your rearview mirror. You can't see where you're going because you're too busy checking what's behind you. And God is saying, I have so much in store for you if you would just look forward. Because this is what's offered when we come to the table of Christ. Forgiveness. 
Forgiveness that heals wounds and offers new beginnings. Now, forgiveness does not mean approving of what someone else did. It doesn't mean pretending that the evil never took place. It doesn't mean overlooking abuse or neglecting it. It doesn't mean letting others walk all over you or forgetting the wrong that was done. It doesn't mean that you even have to restore the relationship to what it was before. But forgiveness is a decision made on the inside to refuse to live in your past. It's opening your hands to release the tether so that you can receive what God has in store. You see, when we walk around with our hands clenched so tightly around the past, we cannot receive because our hands are already full. And this forgiveness is what is offered at the table of God. We hear at the Last Supper that Jesus goes, and yes, even Judas is there. And Jesus even offers the meal. As he knows Judas will betray, he says, I will forgive. This is evidence of of prevenient grace, that even before Judas does it, God goes, I've already forgiven you. And we're called to do the same. It doesn't deny that the past happened or, or change it. But it is a a willingness to break the cycle of bitterness that binds us up and and connects us to the wounds of yesterday. Forgiveness allows us to let go and move forward and move on, which we all desire to do. None of us want to live in our past hurt and shame, but it cannot happen. We cannot be set free until we address it and forgive it. You can forgive without restoration of relationship. You can forgive even when others haven't earned forgiveness. This is the beauty of communion, of Advent, of the gospel. That we came undeserving of God's forgiveness and love. And God said, but I still extend grace to you. We come seeking a new beginning be forgiven we come seeking to leave the past there no matter how difficult because we cannot move forward if we're looking in the rearview mirror lewis mead says that there are three levels of forgiveness the first one is that we find ourselves rediscovering the humanity of the other person the one who hurt us we admit yes they are sinners but so are we They're sinners just like we are. And the second is that we surrender our right to get even. That we we leave judgment in the hands of a just and merciful God and realize that it is not ours to get. Third, we revise our feelings towards the other person. We give up our hatred and we let go of our bitterness and we say, this is not what I'm called to do. I'm called to love and extend grace and mercy. Don't mishear me. Forgiveness is tough. Forgiveness is difficult. But forgiveness is worth it. Because we are called to take seriously what Jesus says when he says, Love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hate you. Pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. He says, if you just love the people that love you, then what good is that? Even all people do that. But we're called to live differently. Reminder, this, is, this text that we read today shows up in the Sermon on the Mount. It shows up after Jesus has said the Beatitudes, after Jesus has said, Be the salt. In this world, 
Shine my light. But if you want to know how to do that, you must understand that forgiveness and grace is the key. Forgiveness and grace is the key to resurrection and revival, to renewal and hope, to all that we are called to be. I think we all need to take a step back and realize that we have all made mistakes in our past. We have all done things that we are not proud of. And people have done things to us that we have harbored resentment and hurt for. And today, the challenge from the scriptures is this. Release the tether. Come to the table of forgiveness. Receive the forgiveness offered by Christ Jesus this day as we seek to go forth and be His hands and feet, His body in, the, in, the, in this world that so badly needs to see, hear, and feel Him. Remember in our communion liturgy where it says, this is my body, take and eat. This is my blood, take and drink. And we are called to go forth to reunite the body of Christ. But it starts with the ability to love as we talked about last week, and to forgive, to forgive ourselves of our iniquities and our sins, and to seek to move forward and be the people that God called us to be, but to forgive others as well. To restore the humanity, even within our own hearts and minds, of this world. And to seek to share the grace that Jesus Christ shares with us, that undeserved favor. So will you release the tether of the past so that we can soar and become who God calls us to be? Amen and amen.